The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. It's only a game, so put up a real good fight. I'm gonna be snickering you tonight. Hello, why has your camera suddenly gone very cloudy? I'm, I've been on my vape, mate, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> You're clear in a minute, there we go, see? That's better, isn't it? My camera's not oh, good, it's, anyway. It's not better. But, Is it not? Because oh, you can see me. <laughs> <laughs> when we did Mags vs. Psy, um, literally for the first time, and then each incarnation since, Sharon has pointed out how crap my camera is, because hers is loads better than mine. So when she's on screen as well, and it's uh, like the direct comparison, you realise that I need to do something about but it. But really. then she's also got a, a, a decent quality laptop, and you're on like um, a my first laptop, aren't you? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it's like a VTech. I don't know what mine is. You I'm press buttons, and it's like meow. Ding, 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 a, ding. It says Acer on it, Windows 10 S. So brilliant. Is that good? I don't know. Shah bought me this. This this was a Prezi, this was. I watched you in a bad mood with you at the time. There's nothing wrong with this, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> so harsh, mate. So harsh. Bloody hell. Uh, uh, it's Monday night, though, man. It's as cold fired laptop. Damn good. My other PC, um, the one that I play, Championship Manager on the Windows 98 one, it, it's again every now and again it feels like it's gonna die you know every now and again it feels like it's it's it's, it's finally given up the ghost with the but, whirring hard drives and the oh it makes such a noise it used to be gray but is now yellowed yeah it's kind of yeah it's kind of yellowy beige effort yeah yeah but i mean i didn't really know what i was doing so i took i took it out because it just stopped working so i took it out from where it was and i took all the paddles off and this is the first time i've ever done this and this pc is like 20 years <laughs> and old. it was a laughing sad it, it was caked with shit mate so I gave it a bit of a clean oh, and I got the little fitting on the vacuum cleaner with like the fuzzy bit on the end and, and delicately vacuumed up all around it turned it back on and it's alive again so you probably good for another 12 months fixed it yeah look at me back, what a technical wizard cleaning it up and what a technical wizard I am you're, you're <laughs> learning you're absolutely learning yeah, yeah I'll take the laptop apart so you can vacuum inside that see what that does Jesus Jesus <laughs> We have a massive show ahead for everybody, though. We have Cy versus Mags. We have a awesome non-wrestling topic of rebooting game Sam. shows, TV shows. Mags v Cy. Sorry, mate. Sorry. And a bit of a random wrestling match from an episode of Raw that, spoiler alert, I quite enjoyed. But we will get to that later on in the episode, Magsy. But a big bumper, bumper episode. So we better begin.
good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever, whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media production, episode 113. I am Sai, and with me as always is the big break to my medium-sized trouser snake, the crystal maze to my living in a haze, as you saw by the mist actually, when you came, I didn't even mean to do that, a podcaster that is never in need of a reboot. He's got little tiny blue pills for that, apparently. Mr. Max, how are we doing, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Uh, not long returned from a, a journey to Liverpool from picking Carlos up. Uh, so it's his and his wife's birthday tomorrow. So they've been to uh, Hot Water Comedy Club and spent the night over in Liverpool. And then found out that your good lady's uh, doing a trip to Liverpool. So the the links between us, is, it's getting more and more eerie. So yeah, all, all in all, it's been a really... Um, a really nice weekend really kind of relaxed easy going weekend nice good stuff man good stuff uh, i've just been recording editing as, as, <laughs> as, is, the as, way. Uh, as is the way yes a few more waiting rooms recorded which is fantastic so yeah really sort of cracking or cracking on with that show nice back on the network um on a tuesday night as the doctor who pod now is well it's on its mid-season well end of season break i suppose we finished our third season going into our fourth season in a few weeks time so yeah a little bit of extra time travel goodness on the network on a tuesday there so yeah good stuff man good stuff speaking of which i see my partner in time one of them dan griffin is in the chat shall we scan through quickly and see who is here mr mags let's do so uh king's pigs is in very early a up cocker and then Dan Griffin with the Northernisms, now nah, then Shagger, and then the the weekly ritual, Sharon, your good lady. It's Monday night. You know what that means. Um, Connor, our our friend from over the pond, is in as well. Hello, Mags and Sarah. Hello to you, Connor. Uh, Scottish Danny in. And then uh, Dan Griffin, join us next week on the Hairy Housewife presents Sarah Cleans Really Old Tech or Scrot for sure. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, Dan Griffin says he has it on good authority that the best people are born on the 21st of March. I mean, not the, it's the second best, maybe, but the best, are obviously, the 8th of February. Uh, uh, Dan <laughs> says, Dan's, I've started work on a Between Seasons Doctor Who yes. project today. Oh, he has indeed. Tell us more. Something very much, it's, it's his own, it's his own project, his own, uh baby his own his own thing he's working on nothing to do with me whatsoever so it's going to be very good so, <laughs> so full of details there cheers for that well I, i'll leave dan to explain a bit more in the chat and we'll read out what he says but yeah it's uh i'm intrigued because it's something mm-hmm. that i've got no real idea about but does link into um the doctor who world and so on so yeah definitely looking forward to hearing that from dan yeah it's gonna be good a couple of uh a couple of late comments um cam says evening cdf on a night shift doing some fire alarm testing so we'll be in and out uh, of the viewing well you're more than welcome so glad to have you and then connor finally caved and bought a burnley shirt turns out classic football shirts shipped to the states for only eight dollars there we go that's that's cheap as chips sir cheap as chips is it the one with N- is it Ensley on the front they used to have years ago? That that was a, a building society that was actually based in Burnley, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Andy Payton's name on the back, maybe is it Payton? Is that right? Payton? 
was he? Yeah, Andy Payton. I don't know if he was in the Ensley period or if it was just a bit later. Okay. It was like he a few goals for you, boys, didn't he? Yeah, the Paddy and Predator. Mm. That's, um, that uh, means a different thing now. <laughs> <laughs> that, he, Robin, uh, Dan organised for me to have a, uh, a shout-out from Andy Payton. They Did they really? On, on when I was on um, uh, UTT. Yeah, they, they played it, so I've kept it. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Oh, brilliant yeah, stuff. It's really cool. I saw Bernie play when I think it was, was it Andy Cook played for them up front. Yeah, he was uh, he was a star as well. He scored the winner away at Cambridge United in the game I went to. When we got in the, the car. Marty Cambridge. Yeah, the when Marty we got, Cambridge United. My boss when I was like 16, 17 was from Burnley. And he decided, oh, let's just drive to the away game. So he, he was living in Gloucester, obviously. He's like, it's just, you know, we'll shut up early, drive to the away game. And I was like, yeah, what are you saying? Sounds like a, you know, decent night out. Got a bit of football. Neither of us actually bothered to look how far Cambridge was. You dumb motherfucker! And Oof, it, from it's Gloucester. A, it's, it's a, a, a trap, mate. Yeah. It's a trap. Yeah, definitely, indeed. To go uh, watch Burnley v Cambridge as well. What yeah. a journey. Jesus. And, yeah, and they ran out of bacon rolls. Burnley won 1-0. It was cold and shit. And then we drove home. So a fun day was had by all. It was. Didn't even give me the morning off, mate. I started to get up in the morning. And go to work <laughs> I'm not paying you for this, Nava. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, so then, Magzi, I suppose we better get on with the show because we have somebody waiting in the wings, loitering, as we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have no Hall of Lane this week because it is Mags v. Sai once again. The cow sound from your VTech laptop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Quiz Master Sharon joining us once again for Mags V Sci. How are you, my love? It's been at least five minutes since I've seen you. I'm all right, apart from the fact I had to pause married at first sight. But yeah, apart from that, fine. You know it's oh. fake, though, don't you? No, it's not fake. You know, you know what time we're big. going live. <laughs> you also know what time married at first sight's on. <laughs> yes, that is true. Oh, I'm, I think I'm in show. the middle of a domestic here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were just talking about Liverpool, my love. Off to Liverpool this weekend, aren't you? And uh, had a yeah. had a book signing in Coventry recently as well. Do you want to sort of explain a bit about how that went and all the good, great stuff going on with your book world and so on? Yeah, well, I had my first sign-in as an author officially last Saturday in Coventry. That went really well, it, like pretty much how I expected. It's quite a quiet sign-in um, in regard to numbers, but I was happy with what I did, very happy with what I did. Um, and this weekend, we're going to Liverpool to another sign-in, but I'm volunteering at this one. Um, this is the Fiction Fans and Ball Gangs, I think it's called, and it's it's exactly what it says it is. The day is going to be hectic and the night is a ball, basically, where we all get dressed up. I mean, you've seen what I've got. You get yes. proper dressed up, have a free course meal, 
and yeah, it's it's a good event. Oh, I didn't realise you were getting a meal it. and all. It, 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 it would have gone with you <laughs> for the food. <laughs> was, I mean, Not for support, just for the food. You've seen what I'm wearing. I probably ain't going to be eating much. Well, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> and make sure you doggy bag it and bring it back for Sarah. Yeah, I'll chuck it all in the microwave. No worries. Same. It's sad because it's true. <laughs> as classy as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, ah. before we even get started on this, mm-hmm. my husband has been an ass today. Pitbull, alert! Oh, a teeny weeny. Standard, isn't in it? In general, yeah, we're going to yeah, say, just, what's, what's different to to any other day? Well, I've asked a couple of questions, because obviously we're doing things a bit different this week. And he got it wrong, by the way, I'll tell you that now. Oh, he already got it wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, I'll explain how it was meant to go, and then you can explain how it's actually going to go. Okay. Uh, so... To to kind of like change it up, I thought we'd play a game of horse, which is uh, for people who know uh, the Tony Hawk's uh, video games, it's where you have to basically, you, you take turns, and when you get something wrong, you lose a laugh. But with it being wrestling, I thought three laughs, like a, a pin count, um, so we'd end up with three laughs, and we'd go back and forth on a specific topic. Now, the topic was Intercontinental Champions, so Sai and I were going to take turns in naming champions, until we got it wrong and you would be able to kind of like mix it up by adding uh, a caveat like a, a champion who'd only ever reigned once or champions who'd reigned for a, a less than 100 days but sad didn't convey that information to you at all so it made not, your I wasn't life very on, hard I wasn't far off was I you was way off was I? <laughs> so <laughs> like how, 100% how is it going to go well, Sai said to me, you have to ask a question about championships. And I'm like, okay, can you be a bit more specific? And he was like, well, just a question about championships and, you know, like maybe how many reigns someone's had or not someone, but, you know, how many times, whatever, various things. So I've been stressing for days thinking, oh, my God, I've got like a question that's going to sort of, you know, you want it to be a bit outside the box, but not too outside the box. So then I said to him, well, does it have to be WWE? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's probably the easiest. I agree. So I've been stressing all day thinking I need to come up with a question that he's not going to know I'm asking because I'm asking him questions as to what I could ask. Wow, Sarah, you have messed this up. And I, I even said to him, have you let Sharon know or do you want me to do it? And he's like, uh, no, I'll, I'll let her know. I'll let her know. And he didn't because it's Sarah. Yeah, to be fair, though, you know, what we've kind of gone through and what you said you're preparing does sound very similar to just naming the IC champs back and forth, doesn't it? I think. Shall Someone sleeping on the sofa. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. But, well, put it this way. My question is very specific. Okay. Interesting. And... Luckily, despite what Sai told me and the information that was relayed, it is linked to the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, okay. see, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> In a roundabout <laughs> way, you, ask you about. You've, you've stumbled on the topic. Mm. Yeah, quite literally. So, shall I ask the question I have? Right. Okay. And then we just got to go back and forth naming answers, haven't we, until we run out or get stuff wrong? Yes. Three lives each. 
Okay. This is going to go terribly. <laughs> Let's do it. And it's all going to be my fault. <laughs> it's all Sai's fault. Okay, Mr. Max, Mr. Simon. According to Wikipedia, who has held the intercontinental title more than five times? Okay. Okay. So listing. Okay. So who's going first? Max. Okay. Uh, well, I think Jericho's the record also. I'll go with Chris Jericho. You are correct with that one. More than five. So is it five times or more or more than five, five times? times or more? Five times or more. Okay. Um, and can I just say Jericho has held it five times. And he's no. the record holder. No. According to Wikipedia. He's had it. I'm sure he's like a nine-time RC champion. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah, you're right. I lie. this is going swimmingly um five (laughs) times or more yeah i'm already struggling i'm already struggling i'll go scott hall but i think he might just be four i'm scrolling because i'm I'm scared i've got the wrong information razor ramon i know his name i'm sure he's two is that not two is it really i thought you held it quite because he swapped it with jarrett didn't he Hmm. No, yeah, you are out. I think I'm wrong. Um, no, he is not. Five or more. Five or more. So I've lost a live already. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So me then? Yeah. Um, he's held it four. Oh, fucking hell. That's actually not a bad shout, though. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm sure they made a big deal of the Miz breaking... Jericho's record or trying to get the Miz to break Jericho's record because of all the the AEW stuff. So I'm gonna go with the Miz, I think. You are correct. <sighs> I had a I had a panic attack then because it was about the days with the Miz, not the, the title reigns. Okay, yeah. Oh but he I'll has held it eight times. Eight? Why? I'll tell you what, Sean, this is a bloody good question <laughs> much like uh, my Sheldon Betts Sar fails at the first hurdle <laughs> thank you Dan thank you Dan uh, I will say Edge Edge no oh what really I thought he had loads of IC titles yeah he has had four Oh bloody hell! <laughs> so close every time. That's that's mental. Um... Oh, I'm lying. He actually okay. has. He has. Oh, if I sh- I can't show you because like obviously I'll show well, you other answers, but it's yeah. literally so tiny in there. But yes, I apologise. He oh, has. My goodness for that. I thought my goodness, I've cr- crashed two lives already. That'd have been embarrassing. <laughs> Many apologies. Right. I think next I'm gonna go trips. I think that's a safe bet. Oh trips. Yes. He has had it five times. Bloody hell not that safe then. I thought it were all of that. I think this is too good a question, Sharon. Can we change it? Yeah. <laughs> Who has held it at any point in the um, history of the title? <laughs> RVD. I'm sure. Yes. Oh. 
Okay. He has held it six times. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go Jeff Jarrett, I think. Oh, that's a shite. He, had, he hot potatoed it quite a lot. You are correct. Jeff Jarrett <sighs> is a six. Why? Okay. Um, I will go with another Jeff then. I'll say Jeff Hardy. Yes. Oh. He has held it five times. Bloody hell. There's a lot of like four or five time champions, isn't there? Well, yeah, we're looking at people who've held it more than but, five yeah. times. Okay, thanks, Lev. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is starting to gonna be a bit of a struggle now. Oh, what about Ziggle Piggle Pudding Pants, Dolph Ziggler? Ziggle Piggle Pudding Pants. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's Dolph Ziggler. Yes, he has held it six times. There's not as many answers to this as I thought there was because there's repeats. <laughs> oh dear. Um... Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, okay. Delo brain? No. Oh. But can I say, through my mistake of not looking, there's only actually one more person you haven't got. <laughs> oh, so it's literally sudden death now. Well, you got another question lined up, haven't you? Well, yeah. But okay. you've only got one one laugh. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> we might not need them. Yeah, go on then, Max. <laughs> You've got three lives left, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But oh, I've got one person to get. Uh, yeah, there's literally one more person. Again, my mistake, I apologise. So who who has held that title so many times? Who is linked with that title? <sighs> I'm going to say Chris Benoit. No. No. Can I say someone else can... instead? <laughs> no, you can't. Um, not only has he killed my hopes of a clean sweep, he don't also say killed his, don't. his wife. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Um, okay. Uh, we had it four, for the record. Four? Okay. Ray Mysterio. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're dead. Oh, Magsy wins. That was brilliant. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, can I use my two laughs? See if I can get it. Yes. Because that that'll annoy you. Won, you know, so you might as well. Um, I'm tempted with Christian. That that was a good shout. Um. It's, it's one, to be fair, that looking at it now, I wouldn't have guessed it. Oh. Okay. Huh. So. But I'm not very good that, at this, so. <laughs> so that makes it sound like maybe he's not a wrestler anymore or he's retired or not even around. Yeah, but they didn't really hotshot the title back in the, in the 80s much. No. I'm tempted with someone like bret hart maybe but i don't think i think he was quickly pushed up to the world 
Yeah, and Brett he, was only two, I think. Yeah. Oh, Dan Griffin in the chat. Oh, you've got... So it's Wade Barrett, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I, I wouldn't have picked that out. No. Five frames for Wade Barrett? That's mental, isn't it? Oh, it his, his WWE wrestling career do not seem like it was that long for him to have five reigns. No. I'm glad it wasn't just me that thought that was obscure. Yeah. Dan that must have been some hot shot in there. You've got to wade through a lot of shit to get this answer. <laughs> the confidence in Sar's face, followed by the confusion of being <laughs> wrong, was beautiful. <laughs> I shouldn't be confused at being wrong, because it happens more often than not. But I should be used to it, really. Yeah, oh, there we go. That's how they define insanity, though, isn't it? When you do the same thing over and over and you expect different results. Well, this is true. This is true. But Magsy wins. Brain had it twice. Just, is that uh, all? Yeah, just, I just thought of, I'd go and have a look. Yeah, he's had it twice. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. You'd think he uh, would have been in that picture a lot more. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But maybe, I suppose he was a SmackDown guy, so the US title yeah. more maybe, I suppose. And, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you to say, Sarah tried to, to hamstring you with that, you did admirably, Sharon. Thanks for that. That was That was a lot of fun. That was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it wasn't hamstrung at all. That was pretty much what I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, got, you, you got <laughs> to the point, but Sh- I mean, Sharon got to the point with the limited information that you give her. Mm, fair, 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 fair. So, so Magsy wins. on the doors now? Is that, I think it's... Is that 3-1? Three, 3-1 one. Three, one to you, yeah. It's 3-1, yeah. Pulling away. Gotta pull the nose up. Gotta pull the nose up next time we play. Gotta pull the nose up. But there we go. Sharon, thank you so, so much. Thank you for very joining much. Us as again. always. It has been welcome. absolutely brilliant. I really enjoyed that. We should try and do something like that again. That was a good format, I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 <laughs> 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 uh, you don't enjoy awesome. fake having married at first sight. <laughs> Thanks, Max. You get married in the end, you know. Well, they get married in the beginning. I meant in the beginning. I'm not, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sharon, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks a lot. See you again in two weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. Bye-bye. Awesome. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, that, that was, was good, Maxie. That was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was good of your wife to claw some sense out of it. Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, I didn't quite understand what was supposed to happen. But no, I say that, but she, through my garbled explanations, what Sharon came up with was what I thought it was supposed to be. So it was, yeah. She yeah. absolutely nailed it. Yeah, there we go then. So all good in the hood. Weird fucking Barrett, though. I'm fucking yeah. at that. That's insane. Uh, Dan Griffin's given a bit more information in the chat there. He says his first reign began in March of 2011. And his fifth reign. It began in two days. So that was almost, that could have almost been a link to. Yeah. Uh, That's true. Yeah. That's, that is an era. 397 days combined in five reigns. So over over a year as well. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, props to Wade Barrett. Well, I guess. But I've got some bad news for him. We didn't get his name on the list. 
We didn't. We didn't. No. Thanks again to my lovely wife, Sharon, for being a quiz master, Sharon, and talking us through Mags v. Sai. Mags, I've got to pull the nose up, mate. 3 1 down now. 3 1 down. It's not mm. good enough. Maybe. Two weeks' time, gonna have to, gonna have to sort of. Really, uh... That's the second time in a row that I, I've been one off from getting a clean sweep as well, which I'm fuming oh. about. Yeah, no one likes a show off, Max. Um, <laughs> <no> we... <laughs> oh, so, Jesus. Nearly comfortable. So we... <laughs> Shall we dive through the chats quickly and then get on to our non wrestling topic, my friend? I mean, let's. Uh, they, there's not going to be a lot of love for you, I don't think. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, mockery, but here we go. Well, standard um, practice, isn't it? So, Dan, uh, a bit more detail about his uh, his Doctor Who project. He said it's bad news is he's going solo for the first time. That's not bad news at all, Dan. That's, no, that's, that's good news. Um, he'll be dipping his toe into reviewing a Doctor Who, a Doctor Who, a Doctor Who video <laughs> game. Doctor Who is the Welsh version. Dan Griffey says UTT legend Andy Andy Payton absolutely Um, Connor said he bought this season's uh, home Berlin shirt worth every penny uh, just to have it in his collection it's cool having a collection of football shirts Anyway. I, I had loads of United shirts, but not anymore. They don't fit. I've, I've only ever bought one Man United shirt. But you're a Burnley fan. I know, but I bought this Man United shirt because it was probably the, the coolest Man United shirt that ever came out. I'm intrigued. Which one? So it was the reversible gold and white. Ah, oh, yeah. That was cool. 2001-ish? Yeah, it was... It was a bit thick because obviously it's yeah. got two layers, but what a cool shirt that was! Yeah, Sebastian Veron, I always think of the Argentine yeah. bold fella with, with that jersey. Yeah, um, Scottish Danny says CWF, CWF in, in the ECW chant. I mean, <laughs> I butchered that. That ECW, you can get an ECW font t shirt with CWF on it as well. If you dive C-W- into our merch, CWF in F, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite jingle mags mags sorry <laughs> <laughs> it is a good jingle it, it really it does crack me up random cow noise random cow noise for the win sharon getting a lot of love in the house i mean as expected go on shazza uh knocking it out of the park <laughs> dan how is it different that sa doesn't uh, give his wife an aneurysm every other day it's very, very true. <laughs> And I'm uh, shocked that the guy who can't remember what we're recording any given week couldn't convey a simple concept. Again, we'll come back to the concept that was put forward by Sharon here. What we actually did for Mags v. Sai was pretty much spot on to how I understood the messages you gave me. Mm-hmm. Sharon pulled it out completely. Absolutely fantastic. But it was pretty much how I expected it to go. Yeah. So all Sharon's doing. Um, yeah, yeah. Q's <laughs> are forgetting how many laughs he, he got left. Well, to be fair, if it was extended, he would have forgot. But the yeah. fact he only got like one answer right. Yeah, was... I did drop down to one life very quickly. <laughs> that would be three <laughs> answers. Um, this will be painful for Sar. Yes, it was. It absolutely was. I got a hiding. <laughs> Oh, my mouse is playing up again. Um, Kingsbury Banner also says, ooh, drama, he's going to demand a recount. 
And this, this is a brilliant comment. The confidence <laughs> in Sars face, followed by the confusion at being wrong, was beautiful. And then this is where Dan Griffin gives the game away, where we you got to wade through a lot of shit to get this answer. I would have not pulled that answer out. I would never have got it, no. And King's Pigs by the same, we are used to it, meaning you being um, being daft. Um, Sharon says she's collecting Dallas Cowboy uh, shirts now. Yeah. Oh, uh, here's some news for Sharon. I was uh, at the UFC this weekend. It was actually in London. Um, Leon Edwards, uh, the the uh, welterweight champion, defending his title. Jared Leto was was in the in the crowd, and he was it came up on screen. So, oh, okay. Just thought I'd let you know. Ah, she, there you go. She's probably not aware of where he is. She's got like a constant tracker attached. <laughs> yeah. Proper stalker, you know. <laughs> and Dan Griffin, final one, said it worked out in the end despite running through Sars bullshit filter. <laughs> and she saw her JJ. So there you go. Look. It wasn't new news to her. Yeah, <laughs> the real JJ. The real yeah. Sharon loves Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's one of her favorite wrestlers. You sit on a throne of lies. Uh, you know, what? Expect, so, expect expect comments in the chat about that one, Magsy. I'll tell you. That. <laughs> I mean, I get Larky Jeff Jarrett, but favorite wrestlers, favorite wrestlers, wrestlers. Uh, I, I just he's the most basic of basic wrestlers. She does not like Jeff Jarrett. She hates Jeff Jarrett. Then brilliant. I mean, she does totally. All is well with the world. Then I like Jeff Jarrett. I mean, I, I like him more now than I did when he was a wrestler. Mm. Yeah, his podcast is very, very good. Really enjoy that. It, I, and I, I, I like him be- how honest he is as well. A lot of uh, a lot of ex wrestlers kind of like stroke their own ego, but he is is quite honest with with how stuff went. Uh, and I, I always felt a little bit sorry for him because of the grief he got. Uh, when he left uh, the WWF for WCW, uh, and he was it was painted out <laughs> the, the time when he was painted out that he was holding out the WWF for 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 loads of money to to drop the title was it to to China? Yeah. Um, and when you actually get down to the the facts of the argument, is he actually saved WWF a lot of money because they owed him quite a lot, and he just said, "I'll take a, a was it three hundred thousand dollar check right now." And if he'd have stuck to his guns, it would have been closer to a million. But mm. yeah, so I always felt a little bit sorry for him that he got painted as like this this douchebag when really he he lost out because of it. Yeah, I, I was listening to an episode of it uh, of uh, My World the other day with Comrade Thompson and Jeff Jarrett, and Comrade Thompson constantly winds Jarrett up about being a guy who kills factions. Because <laughs> he he's an honorary member of the Bullet Club, apparently, but that yep. version of the Bullet Club was shit. And he was in the Four Horsemen, but Arn Anderson and Ric Flair refused to acknowledge this and all this sort of stuff. And he was in NWO two thousand and and destroyed. And that, that. was god awful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And apparently, whilst uh, on air for this one particular conversation they were having, and they were Conrad was winding Jarrett up about not being a real horseman. Um, he had a phone call from Ric Flair and had to call the cancel the call and messaging back saying i'm just recording at the moment with jj i'll call you back to which point rick flair responded who's jj i remember that incarnation of the four horsemen with jermaine genus 
Oh, main event anywhere in the world, Jermaine Genus versus He's Barry He's such Wimbledon. a boring bastard, isn't he, Jermaine Genus he is, now? He is. Absolutely nonsense. I was disappointed the other day as well when I put match of the day on, thinking, oh, Gary's going to be back. But of course, FA Cup weekend. Yeah. He wasn't. And I don't mind the other guy hosting, but then it cuts to the panel and we had, was it Andy Williams and Dion Dublin? Oh, like, come on, lads. Fucking over God. It was That's terrible. Great. Uh, but there we go. Shall we get on with our non-wrestling topic, Magsy? Again, give me a second and we shall. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Comment there by my wife in the chat just after i said that jeff jarrett is our favorite wrestler you are an absolute prick simon thank you Sha. love you too um <laughs> our non-wrestling topic this week was inspired by a conversation we had last week with mm-hmm. the reboot of challenge annika appearing on that, that's mental it is insane. and she has mental. still got the little buggy as well she has still got the little buggy but yeah, rebooting Challenge Annika, and, and apparently it was it was actually pretty decent. Looking on Twitter and you know clicking the old hashtag jobby that they have and seeing people's comments, people said it was pretty good. I didn't watch it myself, but she's sixty four yeah. years of age. Probably still a hell of a lot fitter than me, mate. I mean that that's fair, I suppose. But yeah, probably got to say. But then it's all got us thinking, didn't it, Magazine? What other TV shows, mainly game shows, should be rebooted and hosted by who? whether you have serious suggestions or you just want to take the piss, which is our way, of course. And we had loads of ideas, didn't we, Mags, come in on Twitter? We did, and some really good ones as well. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I will run through them in the order they arrived into us, as always. Always likes Magsy's smile, that. Uh, we begin with Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Danny, this this I like the idea because I think it would be absolute car crash television. Danny says, Gladiators, with as many remaining members of the old cast as you can get. One last run, brothers and sisters. <laughs> Our wonder! Won't they all be like 70? Now, I've, I've seen Jet recently. Um, she looks like she could still do Gladiators. Um, mm. Wasn't Shadow in prison for like selling drugs oh we spoke about this a little while back didn't we he he got sent down for kidnapping do you remember kidnapping yeah and he held somebody hostage over a grand because mm-hmm. it was like why why risk that over like, just a grand you know it's <laughs> I think Wolf chilly he's dead now I don't think he's dead I think we'd have heard if Wolf was dead um I mean, who else were there? The Cobra, Cobra. Saracen. Oh, Saracen, yeah. He was the one with the dreadlocks. Yeah, and Cobra was the guy who was absolutely massive, wasn't he? Like, huge. Yeah, also did, like, karate. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Lightning, she was another one. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, Nightshade, weren't the one called Nightshade? Yeah, Nightshade. She scared me a bit when I was a kid. Yeah, she was very, very scary. Yeah. This, again, feels like another round of Mags v. Soy from earlier. Name the old guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many lives have we got left? And, yeah, and get Ulrika and uh, Fash to host mm. again. That'll be, that'll be good, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
they'd have to use like wheelchairs and and a lot of safety harnesses. But uh, Sharon's favourite is Trojan, apparently. Trojan. Which oh, was he the one with like the kind of weird little bob cut haircut job? Um, and Wolf apparently is still alive, and he's now seventy. Did he play? He played professional football after Gladiators, didn't he? Well, as in real football or NFL? Not proper like football. I think he played for like some like Barnet or something like Did that. Did he really? You've got to be winding me up. I'm promise you. I'm I'm going to look it up now. So fill in. I'm, I'm pretty sure. All right, mate. Because <laughs> I'm good at being professional like that. I'm pretty sure he was one of the oldest gladiators when it was on television. Yeah, so how old would he have been if he went, went on to play for Barnet? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Oh, it was Gillingham. He played Gillingham, for Gillingham. really? Yeah. In October of 1994, he played one match for, for the reserves of Gillingham. Played oh. for 73 minutes um, against Cambridge. That's got to be a publicity stunt. That can't be a real thing. Well, it's. It, I remember it being in like the press that he'd signed for 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 the club. Um, Why? It says the match attracted a crowd ten times the average that that the, oh. they normally would get. Well, there you go. I saw Daley Thompson playing football. Okay, he he played centre back for I think it was like Ilkston Tyne or something, and. Yeah, they were in Gloucester's league, or we had them in a cup game, or something like that. And his name, you know, it said Daily Thompson on the on the program. And there's people around me going, "Surely not!" But I was very, I was very young. I was like, I'm not 100 percent sure who that was. I just thought he was a guy off the front of the Amstrad game, you know. Yeah. And then he came, and then everyone, well, he actually is. It is Daily Thompson. And he played centre half and played 90 minutes, and, and was pretty decent, from what I remember. Oh yeah, okay. Um, King's Pigs Bladder's favourite gladiator was Codpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were watching a different show. Ulrika Johnson is probably still involved, though. Yeah. <laughs> and Sharon says, no, you're thinking of Ace, the one Ulrika had an affair with. Oh, okay. King's Pigs Manor says, no, that, that was Stan Collymore. I think Ulrika has had multiple affairs. Not what, Stan cast- Collymore had an affair with Ace? No, with Ulrika Johnson. Okay, right. I and Sharon you. Stone, didn't he? Didn't, didn't he have a go? Weren't he with Sharon Stone as well? Think. No, that was Basic Instinct 2. It's not real. Oh, nice. was it? <laughs> <laughs> I do the two were linked somewhere. It's not a bloody documentary. <laughs> you never know. Oh, dear. Uh, we have Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter. He says, Bullseye, and still give a motorboat as the useless star prize to. What, a motorboat as in an actual boat or a. <laughs> oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you'd, you'd play for that, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 Um, I'm sure they tried to re uh, bring back Bullseye not long they ago. Did. They yeah. did. And they had the. Um, I was going to say something really, really stupid then surprisingly i was gonna say the guy who hosted it was dan spivey but that's not right because dan spivey was a wrestler in the early 90s Were he, one of the skyscrapers yes <laughs> <laughs> uh he did not it was uh, dave sparky dave spikey last year dan spivey did not host a, a bullseye reboot <laughs> that would have been a reboot to end all think- reboots I think Bullseye would work though, with how popular like the Premier League darts is and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if Sky Sports got hold of it and actually had it on Sky Sports that that night, maybe before the before the show begins or something, you know. 
Yeah, I think the issue is that the the Jim Bowen era of it, it was so classic that it would be hard to top. Yeah. Who's the guy um, with the glasses and the teeth? Um, Alan Carr? <laughs> Who's the guy? Well, I mean, a lot of guys have glasses and teeth. Okay, but I'm thinking of one specific fella. Yeah, uh, and, Alan, and, yeah the, the Alan human Carr. beaver. Yes, there you go. A human beaver. And he did um, a series on, on I want to say ITV, yeah. and it was like rebooting old game shows, and they did Bullseye. And they had a couple of different games, and the, the one they had um, a spinning dartboard, and you had to hit like a black part on the board as it was going round, and it gets smaller cool. each time to so win prizes. So not Bullseye then? Yeah, yeah, Bullseye, but that was an additional no. round to win extra prizes. That's a ridiculous round. Well, you haven't even seen it? I, I don't wish to see it as well. Okay, funny thing to take a stand over, but all right. <laughs> it was good, though. I mean, I'm not saying Alan Carr should host it, but I, I, I think it could work, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a massive fan of Alan Carr as a comedian, but, yeah. No, I'm not, a, I wouldn't want it hosting it. It would work, yeah. I, I would happily watch it. With Dan Spivey. Or, right? or Sid Vicious. Oh, Sid Vicious hosting Bullseye. That'd be fantastic. It'd be, it, I mean, he'd throw scissors, obviously. He wouldn't need yeah. the, da- the darts. But yeah. yeah. Or I was a just, saying, mop. Just, just half scissors. You know, the scissors snap, snap. You've got one point. You've got to wang him at the board. That'd work. I'd watch that show. You know? Uh, King's Morty. Pick, and a look at what you could have won. Yeah, the, the WWF title <laughs> for more than a week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Morty at MortyJR5 on Twitter, one half of the Morty and Fitch podcast, where mm-hmm. Magsy and I spent a little bit of time on Thursday evening. So we if did. you're with us on the live show now, tomorrow it comes out. Magsy and I took on the hosting duo from the Rantomeisters show in the Morty and Fitch pub quiz. If you're listening on the audio version which normally comes out on a wednesday it's already out so go and check out the morty and fit show we had fun max didn't we it it was a lot of fun i I mean as as off the wall as a morty and fitch podcast usually is uh, yeah it was it was a it was a great a great time and i I would want to sort you know big up everyone who was on that show as well i don't do too well when there's lots of different voices I struggle a little bit trying to record or podcast or whatever. And there was obviously Mags and I, and then the two fellas from Random Oysters, and then Morty and Fitch themselves. But everyone was so brilliant, and and it was such good fun. It didn't bother me in the slightest. I'm trying to sort of work around all the, you know, and be in that environment, which is something I've never really been overly good at doing. So that's testament to how brilliant you guys all were. But yeah, go and check that out, Morty and Fitch show. You should be listening every week anyway, but it's going to be even better this week because we're on it. Yeah, and that that's was the inspiration to this week's episode title. Who are you to doubt El Ladder? Yes, all will become clear. Yeah. It's not my proudest moment. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> it will surprise absolutely nobody that I misunderstood the question. Um <laughs> I mean you you were you were honest about it though. You yeah. just came out and said I think I don't have a clue what this question's about. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, Morty says, big break and strike it lucky. 
I'd say original hosts, but that could be problematic. Mm. Jim Davidson hosted that big break, didn't he? He did. Um, and he now does a, a live podcast, very, very right wing, very, I want to say racist. Um, okay. So, yeah, that's not good. And, and, and the other one lucky. was Michael Barrymore. Ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael. He's now all over TikTok, you know. Is he? Yeah. All over. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I just thought he just disappeared off the face of the earth. Was, didn't somebody die in a pool of his or something? Yeah. Um, there was, he was found not guilty of doing any, any, um, anything to, to the guy, but I think the family took him through like civil court. Um, but even he was cleared of it, but it did okay. it ruin his career. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. He was like, a really big deal, wasn't he? In the nineties, he was on lots of different stuff. Yeah, he had he had a lot of his own own programs. There was the uh, Michael Barrymore's people, where he'd have like a, a chat show and bring in like like normal people off the street and who have like done amazing things and stuff like that. So okay. yeah, he, he was huge. Yeah, strike it lucky. Then which one was that? Is that the one where they go in at the steps and pressing the TV buttons? Yeah, yeah. They renamed right. it Strike It Rich after a while. And if you hit, was it a hot, a hot spot? spot? That's yeah. it. Yeah, I remember. Okay. And you ask questions for like a different amount of hot spots, which the more hot spots, the riskier and the more the more valuable the prize you could win. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Okay, look. Uh, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris One on Twitter. He says, You bet. But to bring it up to date, the contestants should be flogged if they fail the challenge. How does that bring it up, How does that bring it up to date? What goes on at your house? That's, <laughs> that's more updated flogging. Um, I don't yeah, get that. A, you Bet was a, a cracker. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I used to love You Bet. That was with mm. Matthew Kelly. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mill Chris also says, Nightmare. Oh, yeah, I'd be all about that. Yeah. With today's modern technology, it could look so good. Also, the children should be <laughs> banished to a small island if they fail the task. I'm, I'm okay. worried about the the punishments that that Chris is dishing out if you fail at a TV show. Yeah. You either get flogged or banished to an island. That's yeah, worrying. Um, it is a bit. It is a little bit. Maybe we should like you know move on from that. <laughs> Chris Bennett, nah, man, uh, what a show, nah, man. Oh. So good, man. So good. Yeah. And again, he's Millwall Chris is, Chris is right with today's technology and so on. Imagine how amazing that would be. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a, it'd be superb. Yeah. So the guy who hosted that is he still alive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just they, the they did a though. reboot. They did a. Uh, I think it was a U- YouTube a couple of years ago. Were kind of doing like reboot of shows for one-offs, and they got him. Uh, as the host to do a, a rebooted episode of, of Nightmare on, on YouTube. And yeah, it was it was really good, really good. Uh, okay. Oh, I could check that out. I used to love Nightmare. Uh, Chris Bellis, at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. He suggests Saturday Night Takeaway, but hosted by Morty and Fitch. <laughs> I mean, that would just then be them eating an actual takeaway whilst people watched. Yeah. And I bet it would still get viewers because the internet is weird. Mm, it is good cop bad cop wrestling podcast at good bad wrestle on twitter 
he says, as soon as I typed from the MGB Graham account, I realized I should have put catchword hosted by Paul Coeur that ended in 1995. So none of you young'uns probably remember it. it was a great excuse to use. Mm, that's a long word. Big words. Big words. Yeah. New Molotramicroscop. I can't, in fact, he goes on for another line. I thought that was the end of the word. No. <laughs> okay. New Molotramicroscopilivocanocosiosis. Yeah, so what does that I mean? think you've absolutely butchered that. Have fun wow. saying it. So I'm going to go with new mono ultra macroscopic silico volcaniosis. So what does that mean? Uh, the shits. Right. Okay. I don't remember this at all. I have, have never ha- ever heard of this. No. Catchword. It, it, it feels an American show. It does look American. Oh, it does actually look kind of, maybe even not even American. Maybe like when you see people in America watching TV from like Cuba or Mexico, and it's that kind of funny <laughs> color code. Like the fascia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of looks like that. I'm not 100% sure what that is. We'll have to have a look into that magazine and find out. I, I have never, ever, ever heard of that show. Nor me. Nor me. There we go. Um, I have just absolutely lost where we were. Oh, got it back. It's okay. Ben at witticisms of Ben on Twitter. He says the Krypton factor. I used to love yes. that when I was a kid. Yeah. What was your favorite um, like challenge that they did? I used to like the assault course. Yeah. But how cool was that? Yeah, but I always wanted to go. But there was the one bit where they used to go like underground and crawl through a little bit of water and come back out the other end. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can do that, man. That'd freak me out. Really? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, what? it's literally about an inch. No, it wasn't. It was deep enough so that you had to go and you couldn't, you had to hold your breath to do it. Didn't they, didn't they not take that bit out? I'm sure they took, that bit was taken out like after a, a couple of seasons. Well, so they should. So they should. I'd be, I, I'd love to have a go at that assault course, or, or at least I would have when I was a kid. Maybe not so much now, but that bit I'd have to just had a walk around, mate. I couldn't have done that. I'd have that. <laughs> <laughs> just get your water wings on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, ben continues. You'd have to have it hosted by someone who is soft toned but wouldn't give a shit. So Hugh Edwards. <laughs> I can't I mean, even tell you who who hosted Gordon Burns. Gordon, Gordon Burns hosted it. Uh, okay. Uh, the flight simulator bit could now be a drone pilot. And he says, I've put way too much thought into this. No, not at all, Ben. Not at all. That's exactly the sort of thing we're after. I don't remember the flight simulator. What? Where they had to land a plane? Oh, that was yeah, literally every other episode. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. And I remember as well that they used to have um, like puzzles that were like 3D yeah, puzzles. Like 3D like puzzles. Case. Yes. And they had yeah. to put them together. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dan Griffin, at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. Another shout for Big Break, but here he suggests hosted by Bradley Walsh. I'd be about that. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, with Ronnie O'Sullivan in the John Virgo role, but with maximum sarcasm when people are shit. I, that'd be a good crack. I'd watch that show. Yeah, I would. I mean, Big Break was brilliant anyway. And mm. you could, like we said earlier, you couldn't really put Jim Davidson back in the role. Bradley Walsh, yeah, I could 
the guy just you he just can look at the camera and make you laugh. He's so so funny. Uh that'd be that'd be actually a really good reboot with, with yeah, Ron. Because he's a he's a sarky fucker at the best of times. Yeah, that's a great shape, Dan. That's awesome. We're, me yeah, and Charlie uh literally today, like I, I said before, I've like Mondays tend to be days where I'm not at work. So I, I get stuff ready for this show before Charlie finishes school. So when she gets home, we can watch a bit of Doctor Who and we're working our way through all the, the new episodes of Doctor Who and so on. We're on to Jodie Whittaker's era now, so we're kind of running out of stuff to watch, but mm-hmm. Bradley Walsh is one of the Doctor's companions and he's a character called Graham and he is absolute gold. It's basically just yeah. Bradley Walsh on the TARDIS uh, moaning about why there's never a toilet, why he can't get a sandwich and all these bloody Daleks everywhere. It's it, He is absolutely fantastic on it. He is so good. Yeah, he is. He's a he's a legend. Yeah, totally. Uh Connor knows soccer at Connor Knows Footy on Twitter. He says here, American Gladiators is my shout, a show that started in 1989 and ended in 1996. It pitted athletes like bodybuilders and martial artists up against normal people. As for who would host the show, I would go with actor Kevin Hart. Now I'm assuming American Gladiators is just the same as the Gladiators that we have. Yeah, I think I, I think they stole it from from us, um, and then just Americanized it. So it's yeah, it's very very similar. Was it not the other way around? Did we not take it from them? No, I'm if they sure. started in '89. I'm going to look this up. And wasn't there also a time when we had an episode of? Our gladiators versus their gladiators as well. Do you remember that? Was it not international gladiators? I, in my head, I'm thinking it was our guys versus their guys. I might be wrong. Yeah, so that it's all out. We did steal it. It was ours. Ours started in 1992. Ah, okay. Okay, there we go. That guy's got a wonderful mustache, hasn't he? That that American gladiator that Connor's attached in the image. There. <laughs> Look at that. And the other one's looking quite short. He is. He's a tiny, he's a tiny gladiator. Uh, you have to excuse me. Uh, since we started this show, I've just started developing a bit of a nasty, bit of a cough, mate. It's not very nice, but I'll, I'll, almost I'll, I'll like you're it. allergic to podcasting. There we go. Oh, bloody hell, I hope not. Um, <laughs> Cam at CamGriff92 on Twitter. He says, supermarket sweep, but two different yes. They did oh. reboot this, didn't they, with Ryland as the host? No. Have you not seen that? No, I haven't seen it with Rowan. I'm sorry. Not chat. the original with Dale Winton. Yeah, the original Dale Winton, I remember. They used to wear those god awful sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sharon in the chat. Am I is that did this happen or am I just getting confused? Ryland's did supermarket sweep, I'm fairly certain. Can you let us know in the chat if I'm going mental or if that's correct? Uh, but Cam says supermarket sweep, but two different versions. One. All the aisles are stacked with middle aisle variety <laughs> from Aldi or Lidl's, hosted by George Takai. They sell Star some Trump. very random junk in the middle aisles. Yeah, can you imagine that? Oh, you've got to go out and find this, and you've got to fighting your way through, you know, welding kits and slippers. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, two. Cam says contestants need to sweep the supermarket car park while podfather mags sets his click of power walking weapon wielding youths on them uh magsy from the uh was it the aldi massive uh, i mean that's typical burnley to be fair 
Is it? For people who work in the supermarkets being attacked while sweeping. So I can film that tomorrow if you'd like. Yeah, do it. If you're not busy, <laughs> stick, stick it on the, uh, the the SJP World Media YouTube channel. I better get some views. <laughs> and someone will get arrested. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Pete Burchett at I have one testicle on Twitter. He says, "Incredibly unfortunate." <laughs> Apologies for that, Pete. Uh, uh, Pete says, "Krypton Factor," hosted by at Richard Osman. Uh, he's the tall dude from Pointless, isn't he? He certainly is, and yeah, that's a good shout. I'm uh, mm. disappointed in in Richard Osman not replying or saying he'd at least be up for that. Um, but that's a great shout. Mm. I love Richard yeah. Osman. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He, he has that um, House of Games show as well, doesn't he? he? Does, That's quite yeah. good. Where everybody wants to win the smoking jacket. Yes, indeed. Uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, when game shows come back, they're a shadow of their former selves. And well, thanks block- for playing along, Rob. Yeah, you miserable bastard. Um, <laughs> blockbusters, bullseye, etc. cetera. Uh, he does say, though, the TV show that most needs a reboot is Blake's seven great show and sci-fi shows are very popular at the moment cast Matt Berry as Olag Garn, as he sounds exactly the same as the original actor. I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of Blake seven. No, it's in that whole kind of star Trek Battlestar Galactica genre. Not, it's not my, yeah. it's not my bag, but if it had Matt Berry in it, I'd happily watch that because he's he's brilliant. Mm. Yeah, he does make me laugh. He does make me laugh. I've seen clips of it, and and my my uncle was into Blake Seven, so when we were kids, and my nan used to look after us, she'd have like a cupboard where all the old toys were kept, and we just open the cupboard up and just play. And there was Blake Seven toys, like spaceships and stuff like oh, that, in there that were quite cool. And I'm 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 as sure as I can be, they're still in that exact same cupboard. Next time I go to my nans, I'll have to check it out. But yeah, I'm fairly certain that was. They'll there. be worth some some money. Yeah, now. probably, mate. Probably there's like old action men figures and and so, stuff. We're going back like 1970s so, ones. So rob him, get him robbed and sold. Okie doke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to rob my nan. I'm not from Burnley. Um, <laughs> ja, at Yab all right on Twitter. He says, "Oh, and this is a shite mind." He says, "Games Master." to be returned hosted by blanche hunt i don't know who that is is that blanche from the golden girls i don't know i'm looking her up okay but yeah games master oh i used to love games master when i was a kid really because that was you know (laughs) it's blanche from coronation (laughs) (laughs) why the hell not eh why the hell that'd be awesome that's a good shout but yeah, Games, Games Master, Master was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. Would really it work good. now though? With, with, with everyone <clears throat> streaming and playing games live on YouTube and Twitch and and all that sort of stuff, the, the sort of twenty four seven. You know, would it work um, now at a computer game show? Probably not. But it, it was. It was just a classic show. It was just so. Um, it was so different at the time. There was nothing at all like it. They did reboot but, it. 
Yeah, they, they, well, no, they had a, a new horse take over. I mean, recently, it, like the last few years, they rebooted it. I, I don't remember that. I've not, I have yeah. not seen that. I remember that they had Dominic Diamond was the original horse, mm. and then he left, and then Dexter Fleming took over for for a little while, and then it kind of faded away. I think, I if I remember this correctly. Uh, and talking about remembering things correctly, Sharon's there saying she was putting the kettle on and missed what I was talking about. But yeah, Sharon, that's correct. I was talking about Rylan hosting Supermarket Sweep. Did that happen? Oh, she's here now giving me a cup of tea, actually. So she wouldn't have heard anything I just said. Thank you very much, my love. Cheers. Oh, so I've just looked up Google uh, Games Master Reboot and it says that it's going to return this year. It, I, I swear it's it going happened. It had, it had initial reboot in 20. Uh, in 2021 with Trevor McDonald in the Patrick Moore. There you go. And uh, I think Dominic yeah. Diamond hosted it again, didn't he? I think. Maybe. I might have got that completely wrong. But yeah, I remember it definitely rebooting. Yeah, for sure. Brilliant. Um, I've gone again. Great phone. It's had my all. You're back again. I can hear you. I can hear you fine. Can you hear me okay? And I'm back. Yes, you're back. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think it was hosted by Dominic Diamond in the reboot, wasn't it? The the most recent one. Um, so no, it was hosted by a team of people: Rab Florence, Frankie oh, okay. Ward, and Tar Logan. Um, Dominic Diamond was the host for the for the original yeah um, series, okay. and they had well, yeah like professional gamers and like professional streamers oh, rather than just random. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That just, sort of thing. That, no, that's not the same. Yeah, it were, and they used to they set them like silly challenges. Like they played um, a, a forty-five minutes, like the second half of a FIFA game. Uh, they'd only have like eight players and be five nil down, and they had to win and stuff like that. So yeah, they, they used to do that in the original lab. They okay. were the the first to get fifty rings in Sonic, or or uh, you had to complete one level of Mario. Right. So they have okay. like challenges like that, but yeah, I don't, I don't know how well taken I would be without with with the reboot with a new team. I think bring yeah. Dominic Diamond back because he he, yeah. he was such a sarky fucker as well. He was, he was. In fact, you get get him doing big break and everything. Yeah. <laughs> just, just every show, just reboot with Dominic Diamond. Yeah. The Dominic Diamond channel. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, Steve O, it's that time of the week again. At Total Steve O on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? It's Steve O. He says, Thought I'd go with quizzes I enjoyed, hosted by some of my favourite sitcom characters. Basil Faulty, hosting Strike It Rich. <laughs> Brilliant. Barry Moore was essentially Basil Faulty anyway. I watched the repeats on Challenge a few years back. Hilarious TV. Some moments had me in stitches. Basil Faulty hosting Strike It Rich. <laughs> uh, You'd have to goose walk up the steps, though. Yeah, yeah. And I bet he, I, he'd be brilliant at that, wouldn't he? He would. You know? it'd, be, it'd be hilarious. Uh, Steve O'Gonson News. Gareth Keenan hosting Mastermind. His appalling quizzing skills in the office would make perfect sense for a highly intellectual show. <laughs> Great show, absolutely. 
Uh, uh, David Brent hosting University Challenge. He'd be so arrogant, constantly giving additional facts to questions and claiming to know all the answers to every question. Oh, man. He'd only get through one question per episode, though, because he'd, he'd just go off on a tangent and get his guitar out. Yes, yes. I'll have to rewatch the UK office. I haven't seen it for so long. I, the US office is on TV all the time. So I tend, if I don't seek it out, but it's if it's on, you know, I leave it on. The UK office, you don't tend to find reruns of it, do you? It's all on it's, the iPlayer and stuff. Yeah, it's on It's on the Apple. Uh, I think you see it sometimes on, I've seen it on YouTube uh, sometimes through my, like, you, my subscription feed. But yeah, you don't see okay. it replayed. A lot of hmm. the time, which you think it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to watch it. We, we put the iPlayer on to watch Doctor Who, and the other day I let, I put it on and put an episode of The Office on to run downstairs and make a cup of tea. Came back upstairs, and Charlie sort of had a half smile. So I don't know if she was actually finding it amusing or was just sick and tired and waiting for me. I don't know. but Probably the second one. Probably the second one. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, from Steve O, we have Jay from the Inbetweeners. Presenting the Crystal Maze. <laughs> oh, I mean, the Crystal Maze reboot, that's a good shout. Just to say to all the contestants on each puzzle, completed it, mate. <laughs> Do you know, I saw something that aged me terribly today. So Was it your the, reflection? I mean, that that's not just aged me, that scares me. Um, but the the guy who played Simon in the in-between is, is now 40 years old. Why? Okay. Bloody hell. Yeah. I, I think it's, that show is, it has been around a long old time now, hasn't it? 20 years. Yeah. 20, yeah, bloody hell. Liv asks about watching it sometimes. And I'm like, yeah, you can watch that. She, she's like 16 now. I think that would be really funny. I'll sit down and watch it with you. And there are certain moments that Sharon goes, do you remember this? Do you remember that? And I'm like, yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be awkward sat in the room with my yeah, daughter, to I be mean, fair. Maybe I won't. The, the, the camping episode where they're talking about like shagging and fingering the teenagers. Yeah. Mm, yeah, not a good look. Not a good look. And but also that's... in the in the film they, they say Burnley can fuck off, so they'll always be in, in my bad books for that. Yeah, there is that, I suppose. Yeah. Uh but there we go. That is all we have from Twitter, Mr. Mags. Unless I have missed anything out. Um, I don't think so. I think you nailed them all. Okay, awesome stuff. Have you got any that pop to mind? Or is it um, just more of what people have already suggested? Yeah, I mean, some of them great suggestions. Mm. You Bet, I would ha- I would kill for a reboot of You Bet. That's such a brilliant show. Um, what What about some of those kind of like cheesy, um, like daytime TV game shows, things like Win, Going Lose, for gold. Draw. Go, going for gold, what a shout with Henry Keller. See if that guy's still alive. That yes. was the most xenophobic game in the history of, of the world because it, it had oh, people it from so all funny. over Europe, but the English people always won. And the questions were always England-centric. Uh, but yeah, that go, uh, going for gold, uh, that'd be a great shout. But one game that I sure used to really like was win, lose, or draw. It was basically pitching error. Um, you get that like, teams oh, of like... Man. B-level celebrities, probably even like D-level celebrities, uh, and they'd be given um, a a topic and they'd have to draw it. Uh, So cheap and cheerful. So, yeah, I'd I'd like to see that rebooted. Yeah. 
I I've got an issue with a show that's been rebooted already, and that's Catchphrase. Yeah, I, um, I hate the guy who hosts it. First of all, is Cat's it that funny. Stephen Mulhern guy? Yeah, I can't. He, I don't know. He hosts so many like rebooted shows, and they just don't work. No, they he's don't too work. smarmy, and I just I just don't like him. In yeah. fact, he, he's going to go on. He's going to go on the list, Maxi. That if I ever met the guy, I'd slap him. He's on the list with John Bon Jovi and Celine. What Dior. about blockbusters? Uh, yeah, I like blockbusters. I like blockbusters when I was a kid. They did reboot that, didn't they? That did get redone for a little. Probably while. with that wanker, Stephen Mulher. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the problem I've got with catchphrases. I mean, my wife and kids will watch it sometimes, but I I'm not trying to big myself up in any way, shape, or form because I, I I'm not intelligent or out. But I find it ridiculously easy. Yeah, and now. When they do a um, celebrity one, they're even easier. And but what annoys me about the 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 new ones is they're not even really catchphrases. No, they're not. Half of them aren't even really kind of common sayings. Mm-hmm. But you're right; they are so ridiculously easy. Um, yeah. uh, Dan Griffiths just had a, a really good shout in the in the chat. Golden balls. Oh, another I'd... game show for for Bradley Walsh to present. Golden Balls, God, what did it, it only run for a, a short while, but that was that was amazing. Fantastic. That was so. That good. just showed how much of how evil people could be. Just such mm. Billy bullshitters. That bit and at the get, end. Oh, the, where they had to the steal. steal. And, yeah. Oh, oh. Jasper Carrot hosted that, didn't he? He did. That was a, a real revamp for his career. Mm. What would you do? Would you split or steal? It's difficult to say without being in that environment, in it. But I'd probably steal, mate. Fuck it, you thieving bastard. But I'd be I thinking, I couldn't, I couldn't not split. I would be, no. I, I'd be so guilt ridden if I stole and then they went on with nothing. Yeah, but you could just meet me in the car park and chuck them a few quid after, can you? I mean, I don't think you get the money paid out there and then. Do you not? <laughs> it's not bullseye. You didn't see <laughs> Jack Carroll whipping out his wallet and going, I'll pay you in the break. <laughs> see, there you go. That's another great thing about bullseye. Just literally pay with those massive A4-sized banknotes, you know? Sharon's got a good one. They think it's all over. That oh, was brilliant. That was awesome. That was that so good. Nick Hancock? Yeah, the, yeah, Nick Hancock, he, the horse. That yes. was Phil Tufnell on there was brilliant, and that bold-headed comedian. What was he called? Lee Hurst. Now he's become a bit of a tosser, but he yeah. was hilarious on that. Wasn't mm. David Gower uh, on there a lot as well? Um, yeah, and the piss out of his hair a lot. Of the yeah, time. and Gary Lineker as well was one of the hosts for a while. Yeah, one of the team yeah. captains. Yeah. Oh, that was Cam Griffin show. says Fort Boyard. That was a show I never really got into. Fort yeah, Boyard. but Melinda Messenger, mate. Oh, all about that. Now I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Melinda yeah. Messenger. All about her running around in that little get-up she had. Fantastic stuff. Uh, what else we got in the chat then, Magsy, before we move well, on to Dan Griffin of, uh... says uh, he remembers one guy being so happy he was going to split and get money for his daughter and the other person, other players stole and he nearly cried on Aww. that TV. That's it. I, I couldn't be that guy that that stole that money. It'd be, I'd feel so guilty. 
The problem is, I would be too concerned with the other person being a complete shit ice. Yeah, but if you both steal, you both get nothing. Yeah. So you would put split and just hope that the other person didn't fuck you. But yeah. Okay. I suppose that does make more sense. But I know that the other person would... I'm just that... I, I don't know if it's you know, just me, but I just know that the person sat across from me would be like, nah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cruel. So, so cruel. Yeah, but there we go. Uh, is there anything else there in the chat for us, Magazine, before um, we move on? Sharon's got a, uh, a good shout again for, for a big break. Yeah, uh, a lot of love for Big Break, isn't there? A lot of love for Big Break. A, a brilliant show. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Cam says, uh, yes, Cam and Shaw fought Boyard, and they think it's all over. I could not, for my brain, would not work out what TTIAO was all about, but yeah, they Danny think it's Tiata. all over. Yeah. That is the um, Man City Defender. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's spelt wrong as well, but never yeah. mind. Uh, but yeah, uh, the chat pretty much all, all, all caught up with, apart from uh, Dan. Uh, being concerned about having an existential crisis because it's his birthday tomorrow, oh, just like Carlson Kira. Um, he wasn't going to drink today, but he is now because Cam, <laughs> Cam uh, basically said, "Enjoy it. your hangovers. Uh, only get worse as you, as you get older, you old bastard." <laughs> Happy birthday, Dan, for tomorrow. Happy birthday, Dan. You know, we I learned everybody. today that in Germany it is. Bad luck to wish somebody happy birthday before their birthday. Okay. Why I mean, is that? I don't know. It was uh, it was on Radio One. Um, they had like a um, a superstitions like kind of fawning right. thing, and and yeah, in Germany, uh, he somebody went to wish their friend uh, happy birthday, and they stopped him from doing it because it's bad luck, and they they waited until it was actually his birthday. Yeah. Okay. I suppose they are incredibly efficient people, aren't they? Yeah, you can only wish me happy birthday on the day of my birth. <laughs> uh, Magsy, shall we talk a little bit of wrestling for my friend? We may as well. That's that's kind of what we're here for. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! So then, Magsy won the poll, mm-hmm. and we are heading back to the, the new generation era, I suppose, 1994. Yeah, it was uh, that flux era where um, it was a bit shit, wasn't it? it? It was. It was a bit, a bit cheesy, a bit, a bit cartoony in a way. But they had some guys who were actually really good in the ring, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Which this I mean, match shows they had Bret Hart as the as the as the champion, and mm. he's arguably one of the very best to have ever done it. So it was yep. very much a a work. He tried to instill a work rate based um, wrestling style for the for the WWF. Mm. They also had the you know in, <laughs> the Mister Charisma himself, Lex Luger, trying to convince the world he was insanely patriotic. When we all know deep down, Luger didn't give a shit. And <laughs> it was all about the fuck, the money for Luger. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the match we're checking out, Magsy, I'm fairly certain that I would have seen this 
maybe roughly when it aired or on Sky mm-hmm. Sports or something like that, or within a year or two of it anyway. And then potentially, even though it's got a very good reputation, I don't think I've ever gone back and watched it before, other than for this podcast. Yeah, I, 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 um, I'm like you. I, I think I remember watching it at the time. Um, and I've heard for years and years just how good this match was. Um, but never gone back and watched it. And it mm. was actually um, featured on Wrestling Bios uh, a few weeks ago. And he kind of like showed clips of it. And yeah, it just, it's, it was one of those things that, that reminded you just how good wrestling wrestling can be. So I went back mm. and watched it a few weeks ago. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it, it was a match that we needed to cover because of just yes. how good it is, but how, how hidden this match is because you don't you don't see a lot of it being promoted as one of the best matches that uh in raw history but it 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 possibly could be one of the best yeah yeah i i think so i mean with regards to um best matches in raw history the one that seems to get banded about a great deal is the john cena Shawn michaels match in london just mm-hmm. after their WrestleMania main event, they went just shy of an hour. Yeah. Um, there's also, I think, there's a, a, a Jeff Hardy Undertaker match that we've already covered for this, but that was that on Raw SmackDown? I can't remember. No, I think it was on Raw. Yeah, but we covered that and think it was a bit of a myth, wasn't it? It wasn't quite as good as people remember. But uh, we'll put this up now and, and, and compare it to these heavyweights, I guess. The match in question opens up the Monday Night Raw that was first broadcast on the 11th of July, 1994. We have Brett the Hitman Hart defending his WWF Championship against Sean Waltman, who here was being called the 123 Kid. He had numerous names in his career, didn't he? Even in the WWF in this short period, he was Lightning Kid, The Kid, and all this sort of stuff. But at this point, he's still riding the wave of that shock victory over Razor Ramon, and he's referred to as 123 Kid. Maxi, I suppose just talk us through a little bit of of how this match starts and what you thought then, you know? Because, I mean, again, I've not seen it for so long. So before we even get to the match, uh, there's a highlight package of of how we got to uh, the one kid getting a title (laughs) match. Uh, because this is for the, it's not just a, a non-title match. It's not just mm. a, a a time for this is a, a world title match. So we see um, Bret Hart at the Hall of Fame that year, really putting um, Sean Waltman over, saying that he's got the potential to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Uh, and then we see um, uh, the one, two, three kid pulling off. They called it a shock victory over Nikolai Volkov, but. Um, was it really a shot? Because the guy was like about 95 years old at the time, but that essentially got got uh, the tile shot for, for, for one, two, three kid. And then instead of that being the main event with the world champion, it opens the show. And mm-hmm. not only does it open the show, it takes up more than half of the, of the, of the time. So they really, WWF really put a lot of eggs in the basket for this match to, to be good. And the thing that, that, I really need to cement that people know before we even get into the matches. When wrestlers, and this is a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, when wrestlers are going into a storyline or a feud, they tend to practice the match on the house show loops. So especially in this time when WWF were touring everywhere, 
they would they may have 20 attempts at this match to kind of like get the the uh, the finer points um so for example Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart um they had nearly a hundred matches between each other on the household loop uh, for those for those few matches that were televised this had no matches not one this is the only singles match between uh, Sean Watman and Bret Hart that there's ever been. It blows my mind. This is what they put out. It's it it's unbelievably good, unbelievably mm. good for for a one and done match. It's so damn good. Um, but that, that again, that that kind of for two reasons it blows my mind, Max. Because first of all, this is the first time they did it, so this is you know, like you said, one and done. Uh, so they haven't had that sort of rehearsal, for want of a better term, on the house show loop. But then, secondly, it's that good. Why didn't they revisit it? Mm-hmm. And, and 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 another thing is that that Sean Walton at this time was was still pretty green in terms mm-hmm. of uh, exposure uh, on a on a uh, international scale. So to have that much faith in 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 the kid. And to have that much faith in Bret Hart to be able to to potentially have to carry this to a good match. I mean, in in retrospect, he didn't have to carry the match at all because um, Sean Waltman gave as good as, as as he got in this match. Um, there was certainly he he certainly wasn't led uh, to a good match. They both uh, were absolutely outstanding. But to have no rehearsal to be given. Almost half an hour of 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 the of the airtime, and to for Sean to be so young in his career that it's just outstanding, absolutely mm. outstanding. He looks weird without a beard, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, and he looks I, so skinny. Mm. So he has a, he's got literally no muscle structure, but he's taller than Bret Hart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a weird look, but. I can't figure out what I can't figure out what it is that makes him look strange, whether it's his cheekbones or if he's got like a really tiny mouth. But without the beard, <laughs> he just looks odd, you know? He looks like a kid. He absolutely yeah. looks like a kid. We have Jim Ross and Macho Man on commentary. Uh, mm-hmm. So on one aspect, I was excited about this because big Jim Ross fan and Savage, you know, b- big fan of Savage, but maybe not so much in a commentary role because he talks a lot of bollocks through this match. Doesn't he? Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> that's the macho man way uh, to be, to be fair. And this was kind of like the era where he was itching to get back into the ring as well. Mm. So yeah. Uh, but I mean, the match for me was good enough that it, it kind of made the commentary fading to the background almost. I okay. didn't have, a lot of the times I'll focus on 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 points of the of the commentary, but I was so invested in this match that a lot of the times the, the commentary just I, I just didn't uh, absorb it, I suppose, because mm. the wrestling was was so bloody good. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, it's a very, very small venue, isn't it? As well, mm-hmm. very. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously when we know that the mid nineties for well, it was, the WWF Bushkill, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think it was exactly. called. <laughs> I mean, and, that sounds. It sounds like a backyard. Yeah. wrestling, doesn't it? 
yeah, it's it was a you know a, a time for the WWF and I suppose pro wrestling in general where nobody was really making masses of money were they the, the no, mid 90s no. so and it shows here the size of the venue they're playing to but then the sound for me some of that crowd is piped in i think isn't it it, it didn't quite sound right yeah um and this is also the era where they were taping blocks of raw so mm-hmm. This could have easily been a raw at the end of the taping, so they've sat through four or five hours of, of wrestling yeah. and they're, they, they're getting a little bit tired. Uh, it could be possible that, but usually the crowd can make or break a match, but I think this one for me was they could have wrestled to, to nobody. This could have been done in, in, the, in the Thunderdome era and it would have still been good because... Yes your focus is on the ring rather than on on the crowd. Yeah. Uh, the intro to this episode of Raw as well really is super nostalgia for me. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of being a kid and watching Raw. The kind of like negative yeah. black and white pictures of people. Yeah, and that music. But then one big hindrance for me is when it, the music and the intro finishes and we go to our commentary team and you have that blasted siren playing. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. That's annoying. Um, the match begins, though, with a couple of visitors, Maxie. We have Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart coming out and calling Brett a scaredy cat. They were. must cut him to the bone. Yeah, saying that he was scared of facing Owen. Owen makes the, the kind of the belt sim, mm. uh, signal saying that he, he deserved a title shot. You've got him coming out wearing the, the Bret Hart glasses. Um, really kind of like getting under his brother's skin, but did not stick around for long because uh, they're quickly told to get, get to the back, um, yeah. which makes you think, are they going to come back later on and kind of uh, interrupt the match? But luckily, they they let the wrestling do the talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm very glad they did because, uh, as you've said several times already, this is bloody brilliant, isn't it? And it's it's again it's a it's a, it's something I say all the time on all the different shows. It says wrestling on the poster, and this yeah. to me is this to me is pro wrestling. It's not too you know flippy floppy bullshit. It's not too you know seventy six moonsaults and there's ten people waiting to catch the guy or anything like that. There's enough aerial stuff for it to be exciting. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of brawling as well, but well, it's wrestling. A lot of of good good chain wrestling i mean um we start off with things like um arm drags and and working the wrist and um there's a good spot where um brett tries to get out of a a wrist lock um oh no is i think it's a headlock and uh one two three kid is able to kind of roll with him and and able to keep the 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 move uh locked on so he really kind of like I mean, it's a cliche, but catches catch can style wrestling. Mm. It's really good. Yeah, I mean, we get a, a few body slams as well from Brett, and it's—I don't know if it's just because the one, two, three kid is lighter than he, or if it's because I mean, effectively, quite early on, Brett starts to work a little bit heelish, doesn't he? He, yeah. he starts to work a little bit bad guy. So when he's hitting these body slams, it seems like there's some real venom in the slam when he smashes mm-hmm. one, two, three kid to the mat. But we then get the, you know, almost like an excuse for the one, two, three kid to use the little nip up onto his feet, which gets a nice reaction from the crowd, you know? 
Yeah, uh, and, and like you said, it's it's not technically it's not uh, flippy shit wrestling like we see nowadays, but um, you can tell that uh, Sean Waltman is a half line style mm. wrestler because he uses those educated feet, as Jim Ross would say, um, really well. He, I mean, there's one point where he does a uh, um, the the spinning kick to kick Brett out of the ring. Um, so and the the amount of times he he attempts the uh the the spinning heel kick and 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 the flying spinning heel kick um it's it's still like you said earlier it's, there's enough there to to get excited about but this this matches a lot of really good technical wrestling mm. yeah it is indeed um you mentioned there that brett gets sent to the outside for, from kicks and so on from the one two three kid and that's where unfortunately it is monday night raw we do have to go for an ad break and then come yeah, back. And that is annoying. It is a little bit. Yes. Um, but when we come back from the ad break, uh, one, two, three kid is still in control and we're seeing more of the arm bars and the hammer locks and so on. Um, Brett then does take control. The, the sort of tide of the match turns when Brett hits quite a vicious looking knee to the stomach as, as one, two, three kid comes off the ropes. And that's when we start seeing, like I said, kind of heelish Brett Hart here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of, it's really intriguing because at this point in his career in 94, the crowd adore this guy and rightfully so Brett is the, the ultimate good guy. Uh, and he's almost, I suppose, Teflon in a way in that role. So it's intriguing to me that he can quite easily switch into wrestling in a, in a quite a, it's not out and out cheating or anything like that, but it's, there's a bit more of a vicious edge to what he's doing a bit. He's kicking the kid when he's on the floor a bit more uh, and little heelish touches which enable the one, two, three kid then to have these comeback efforts uh, and th- then they get cut off and so on. But Brett doesn't lose his brave, his baby face heat altogether because it's Brett Hart. Mm-hmm. And I think it's quite an intriguing way of doing things. Cause if Brett went all out and wrestled as good guy, Brett Hart, WWF champion, everyone loves him. Would in your opinion, magazine, maybe the one, two, three kids start getting booze just by proxy because Brett was so popular. Um, I, maybe not, uh, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have got booed, but he certainly would have had those chances to have that baby face comeback. Um, and I think that's uh, really intelligent from from Brett to be able to give one, two, three kid the the essentially give him the rub of mm-hmm. of being the 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 battling underdog, uh, even though that's that tends to be a very baby face um, characteristic. Um, so that just shows not only how good of a wrestler Bret Hart uh, is or was, but also how, how hard he worked to make his opponents look good. Now the, that, that essentially should be the aim of wrestling that both yeah. wrestlers end up looking good. Um, whether you are good in terms of it increases your uh, your popularity or it increases the heat that you get. Brett is easily the most unselfish wrestler that I've seen in this match. He he makes um, Sean Watman look like he had a chance of winning this title. He makes him look a million dollars, and and that that's no disrespect to Sean Waltman. He's a, a superbly uh, talented wrestler, so underrated. Should have uh, had way more accolades in his career than 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 he had. But you're talking about Bret Hart. He's he's 
he's levels above the majority of people who've ever wrestled. And for Brett to use his um, that his level to to help lift up uh, one, two, three kids, it's it's so giving in in mm. in a time when he could have done what typically happened in, in wrestling to champions. He could have held on to his spot and he could have uh, made sure that he keeps people down. We've seen it with uh, the likes of Hogan. With John Cena, has been accused of it a lot. Bret Hart did his level best in this match to make one, two, three kid look uh, a credible challenger. And, and it's it just makes you appreciate him a lot more. Yeah, yeah, without doubt. Uh, we see uh, an Irish whip into the corner that, and again, it comes back to that point with the body slam. Like I said it looked really vicious. Like there's a little bit of extra on there that made it so convincing. Something as simple as an Irish whip sending the one, two, three kid into the turnbuckles. That had the same kind of uh, zip to it with the regards ex- to the, the body. Extra stank. Yeah. It, oh, it, it looked terrible. Well, it looked very vicious and, and like an edge yeah, to it. There, were, there was a point when it was like hitting European uppercuts as well. Mm. And it was, Usually you'd be one, maybe two, and he's really laying him in. Uh, so you, you are right. He is, he's not playing the full heel, but he's doing almost like Hogan-style heelish tendencies yeah. to get to get one up. And again, obviously to give uh, to give um, Sean that chance to make the the baby face comeback. Yeah, uh, we then get the one, two, three kid attempting a crucifix, which Brett. It, it looks a little bit messy. It looks a little bit like it didn't quite go according to plan, but it obviously did, which then also in, in, in a really ironic, weird way makes it look even more realistic because mm-hmm. Brett counters it into, into a slam. He drops down and just smashes one, two, three kid into the, into the canvas covers him. We get a three count, but we see Sean Mortman's foot is on the ropes very early on. And again, here we get Brett Hart, Mr. Good guy, baby face, Brett, Saying that he doesn't want to win that way, Maxie, doesn't he? Yep, and he ends up arguing with uh, with Earl. Earl, mm. Earl saying, I didn't see it, uh, the match is over. Um, and he goes to the rope, says, Nope, his foot was definitely on the rope. So he, he's clawed his, his baby face, uh, his baby face tendencies back with that. Um, and Earl is having absolutely none of it until I think it's Tim White comes down yeah, yeah. and he says, nope, I saw it as well. Goes through exactly the same kind of like motions that Brett did to show that the the foot was on the rope. Um, and then Earl gives Brett the, the choice. Does he want to take the win or, or does he want to carry on? And uh, Howard Finkel announces that uh, due to Brett's choice that the match will, will continue. So Brett... Again, being so giving to, to he could have easily took that win and and wrote wrote the day off, but no, he's 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 ended up being given and, and, and giving X Pac the the chance to 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 continue. Well, Savage on commentary even says, doesn't he? J- Jim Ross asks Savage, would you do the same? And he's like, Nope, I'd take the victory. Nope. I'd I'd already be in the shower thinking about where I'm going out drinking tonight. So <laughs> Uh, the restart happens whilst we're on another ad break, though. So we get a kind of two-screen you know, I- image of what's going on at the time and a replay of what happened during the ad break. And we show that Brett sort of gets the match restarted. And the one, two, three kid's a sneaky little bastard because he jumps up behind him <laughs> and tries to pin him. <laughs> he, he tries the, the, tried the almost like a, uh, 
was it like a, an attempt? At, it looked like an attempt at like a cord breaker or or a backcracker that ended up turning to almost like a um, a backslide for the for the mm. attempted pin. And Earl wants he wants to get out of there because he goes down for the quick pin straight away. Like one two, that was a fast count. Earl tried to screw Bret Hart three <laughs> years early. He was always uh, in his mind, weren't it? He was always in his mind. I'm going to screw this Canadian fucker. Let's not open that door up again, shall we? <laughs> because we all know deep down, Brett screwed Brett. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> we get a DDT from Brett Hart, which again, like pretty much everything Brett does, looks fucking awesome. Yeah. It, everything, the guy is just so good, man. Uh, we then get the attempt at the middle rope. I'm assuming it's going to be the middle rope elbow, which is a big part of Brett's, you know, offense at the time and pretty much his whole career, wasn't it? But the one, two, three kid gets his foot up, which then leads to lots and lots of kicks from the one, two, three kid, including in the corner where he jumps and hits a spin kick. And that looked like it caught Brett flush on the chin. Yeah, it absolutely did. Um, just, it was just, Inch perfect wrestling. Um, um, it just it just looked so good. And then we we start. Um, this is where Jim Ross <coughs> kind of drops the ball a few times because we we end up going to uh, to the outside. Um, and um, one two three kid does like a a, a plancher, and Jim Ross calls it a moonsault. Yeah. And then he does it, he calls it a moonsault again later on in the match when it's a front flip off the top mm-hmm. rope. Yeah, so yeah, Jim kind of wets the bed a little bit there. But yeah, the, this is where the, the, the kind of pace of the match and the, the intensity of the move starts really picking up. Yeah, and I think, I think it's worth noting as well. I mean, this is mid-94. Some of the things we see from the 1-2-3 kid I'm fairly certain American audiences wouldn't be overly familiar with. I mean, Jushin Liger by this point had, had been resting in the States. He was involved with WCW and so on. The great Muta as well used to do certain moves off the top rope and, and all that as well. But we see a, a big powerbomb from the one, two, three kid. That was quite spectacular. And we see, they also did the, the callback uh, to big daddy Cole. Obviously he was part of the click. Uh, they, I think they called it a Jack Naff or Jim Ross did. called it a Jack Naff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get a leg drop from the top rope from, from Sean Waltman, which again, looks incredible. And again, it's 1994. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is an era when we've got, you know, Kevin Nash wrestling, um, Sean Michaels hitting an elbow drop from the top rope in WWF was seen as being spectacular, which it still is. Don't get me wrong, but you know, this is a different level that we're seeing here from Sean Waltman yeah. for this era. We get some clotheslines. Um, Brett gets sent to the outside, and that's where we get the the flip from the top rope to the floor. Which again, it, that's insane. We see yeah. uh, there's, a, there's an attempt at a, a sharpshooter, and, and Brett again doing the very baby face thing before he it was even locked in. Um, one two three kid is as old of the the bottom rope, and Brett doesn't even attempt to to finish mm. locking the movie. He just lets it lets it go on, and they they get on with the match, which is. Again, Bret Hart just being so giving. Yeah. Uh, there's a superplex attempt by Bret Hart, which mm-hmm. Sean Waltman shifts his body weight kind of in midair, doesn't he? And ends up turning it into a quite which a close was, two count. It was w- weird to see Bret, because that started with Bret going to the top rope as well. Yes. Which, he gets, he, well, you get the Ric Flair spot, don't we? He kind of gets caught on the top and thrown off as well. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, you very, very rarely see Brett go to the yeah. top rope. So seeing seeing him go to the outside and then clamp, you're like, what is he? As as the one, two, three kid made Brett risk his 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 moveset, doing something new. Uh, mm. But yeah, he gets caught and is essentially power slammed off the top rope, which is again great selling for for Brett and made made the kid look look phenomenal. Absolutely did. Yeah. Uh, we get a bulldog from Bret Hart as well. <laughs> and he, again, another one where he puts stank into it because he, yeah. he actually had, grips hold of one to three kids' hair to, to slam his head into the floor when he when he lands the bulldog. It's always yeah. been a move that it, it doesn't look effective to me, a bulldog. <laughs> but when but Bret does it. Bret did it. It looked, it really looked effective. I always think back to, I don't know which one it was, Magsy. You may remember. It may even be in both. I'm not sure. But I always think back to the Scott Hall matches in 93. So they had the one at the Rumble, and then they had one at King of the Ring 93 as well. And I always think of the Bulldog that Brett does on Razor Ramon in 93 as being like exactly like that, really vicious and, and a handful of hair and proper driving it. And it's so more, uh, more convincing, I guess. Because you know I think as well? maybe not now in 94, but 92, 93 ish and so on. Dustin Rhodes was on WCW tele- television, Saturday night worldwide and, and stuff like that. And his finisher was a bulldog, but it didn't look anywhere near as good as this. I've never, ever liked gold dust. or Dustin Rhodes bulldog. It, the head doesn't even get anywhere no. close to making contact with. So how it's used as a finisher is beyond me, but yeah, mm. you are right. Um, Brett just made it makes it look so much more realistic. Mm, yes. Uh, the one, two, three kid eventually goes to the top rope and he comes and I, I love this because it's so simple, but it, it, again, it looks, it looks fantastic. He comes off the top rope. It almost looks like he's going for a drop kick. Brett gathers the legs on the way down, applies the sharpshooter and, and then gets the, gets the submission. Mm-hmm. And I like this finish because it's not just you know Brett retaining the title or anything like that. It's it's the the, the experienced champion has retained his title just by out wrestling the younger, lesser experienced guy. And I think as as a story, that underdog battling the champion, babyface versus babyface, and so on. I mean that can be really difficult to do as well. Let's be honest, we've seen matches like this, babyface v babyface, that haven't worked. But here, I think it, it's done so well, and the finish also plays into that it's done so well the way they yeah. structure the end of the match mags. Yeah. And especially if you consider that it's not the first time he's attempted the, the, the sharpshooter. Um, Sean has, has done so well in avoiding it. And it was just that one mistake, picking the wrong move to, to use off the, off the top rope. I mean, it was, telegraphed it wasn't a standard looking drop kick we mm. the cynic in 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 a wrestling fan could say we know that that's a setup but it was unique you didn't it wasn't something that you saw every single every single uh day so yeah i thought it was um a really well done um um move to get into that into that finish and the way that uh the Sean, uh, Sean Waltman ha- was selling the fact that he knew he'd been caught, that there was no way out, and he just had to give up. But he'd given his his bloody best uh, best shot, 
And yeah, unfortunately, he just wasn't up to that level, but it proved that he could wrestle with the best of them. Yeah, definitely. Um, a few comments in the chat here saying about a wonky signal, a few people having trouble. Uh, I did notice that we, we lost people and they all came back as well. Oh, um, wow. Apologies for that, guys. Yeah, it looks like Virgin there's a couple media of sucks. I Do think not- it might be more so of, if everyone is getting these issues, I think it might be more so of a StreamYard problem as opposed to anything else. So if that's the case, we apologize. I'll get on to StreamYard to see what's going on with that. Hopefully we're back with you all now and you can hear us properly and everything's okay. Um, It looks like maybe two minutes ago, it sort of went a bit skew with, but I think we're okay. I mean, I've always been able to hear you, Magsy. We've not been freezing Mm -hmm. to each other. So hopefully if there's anything people have missed, it'll be... Apologies, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We can can catch it on the audio version later in the week. Yeah. so then, Max, I suppose, out of 10, my friend, what are you thinking? I mean, it was bloody good. I, I had um, really good fun watching this match. Um, we've seen better, obviously, uh, but I think it's right that this is classed as a, as a hidden gem um, and a lot more should be spoke about it. Um, I think this is easily an, an eight and a half for me. Oh, my God, I got eight and a half as well. We haven't been perfectly on the ball for a long while, so no, that's no, that's that's awesome. Yeah, uh, eight and a half. Yeah. I think it, it's rightly uh, marked down as one of the the best matches on Raw. Um, so yeah, eight and a half. It seems a fair score. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I I recommend anyone who well, especially enjoys Bret Hart's work for a start, seek out this episode of Raw. Uh, what did we say it was July the eleventh, nineteen ninety four, wasn't it? Yeah. Go and and go and check out this match. You will not be disappointed. It is very very good indeed. Next week, then, Mister Mags, where would you like to take us? So watching this match um, made me think that we have not seen nowhere near as much of of uh, X Pack One Two Three Kid Sean Waltman as we should have done. Um, so I want to correct that. And it also gives us the opportunity to um, to see another wrestler we should have covered more, but we we've kind of like just not had enough of on this show. Um, so I went on to the um, to cage match and checked out some of um, X Pac's uh, highest rated matches, and one of them was uh, on a card that ironically was probably one of the worst cards um, that there's ever been. Um, okay. It, 1997, um, WCW uh, were trying to make the NWO its own brand, and they give it its own pay-per-view. Uh, NWO sold out. It turned out to be one of the least uh, purchased pay-per-views of WCW history, uh, and it kind of killed the the thought of uh, Monday Nitro being permanently NWO Nitro. Um, but the one outstanding match on that card was uh, did involve Shaw Watman as six, um, and he faced Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match. So I think we should watch Eddie Guerrero versus six in a ladder match. <laughs> NWO sold out 1997. Why? What a shite. 
Oh, I've not seen that in a long time. That pay-per-view was really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Really intriguing. So many stories behind it and, and Eric Bischoff snogging certain, shall we say, not massively attractive middle-aged ladies. But there yeah. we go. Uh, <laughs> an intriguing pay-per-view for a lot of the wrong reasons. No, excellent. X-Pac, sorry, six versus Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match, 1997, sold out. Okay. I was inspired by you, Magsy, for my selection for next week's poll because of how much I enjoyed this match. Okay. So uh, I was also had in the back of my mind that this month, this last week or two, is the anniversary of the passing of Scott Hall, something that we you know, touched upon a great deal when it happened on the show and somebody who we've seen quite a bit of with regards to the matches that are relatively famous for his career as Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, whatever. And we you know, openly admit this guy is brilliant at what he does. A fantastic wrestling mind. I've tried to sort of cross over the two. Being inspired by this match here and then thinking of Scott Hall as well. And I looked, again, similar to you, in a list of Scott Hall's best matches. And it tied in quite well with what we're looking at here. One of Scott Hall's best matches, apparently... We know that the matches against Shawn Michaels with the ladder involved as well at WrestleMania 10 and SummerSlam 95. We've looked at both of those. They were absolute stormers. There was a third match between Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon. And the main link here is that it opens an edition of Monday Night Raw. And it's from this new generation era. And it's only a few months after what we've looked at today. So we have Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon from Raw the 1st of August, 1994. And according to, I think it must have been Kate. It's last three weeks, isn't it? Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it opens, again, similar to this, it opens Raw. It's given plenty of time. And I'm assuming it's Cage match I've looked at. I'm not 100% sure. It was voted in Scott Hall's top matches of all time, whether it was in the top five, 10, whatever I looked at. So, yeah, I mean, Shawn Michaels at this point is still working as the heel. He's not won his first world title. Razor at this point is super over as a popular babyface. It's a match that I feel I should have seen, but I'm pretty certain I've not. Because I always go to the famous ladder matches. So I thought that could be quite interesting to check out. So that's what I would like to put forward. Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon from the Monday Night Raw that was broadcast on the 1st of August, 1994. Two uh, two awesome matches to to pick from. We'll we'll be spoiled for wrestling, whichever way the Cedar Breath decide to go. Exactly. I do. I do like Dan's pick though. X Pack versus Gilbert. (laughs) X Pack being the link. If uh, if we go with uh, six versus um, Eddie. We could link to Gilbert from this because Gilbert was light heavyweight champion and X Pac was a former light heavyweight champion. So the potential for a Gilbert uh, run is there, people. Just saying, I'm willing to to bat the bullet and pick a gold Gilbert match if you vote for me. I'll pick a 
Goldberg match if you vote for me. I'll find a link somehow. I'm sure. To that very memorable Scott Hall versus Goldberg match. (laughs) But those are your choices for this week's poll. We have from WCW or NWO, I guess, sold out 1997, X-Pac or six, as he was in WCW, versus Eddie Guerrero in a ladder match. Or we have Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. No, not that one. Oh, no, not that one either from the 1st of August edition of Monday Night Raw from 1994. The poll will be up later in the week. Make sure you vote, retweet, etc., etc., all that great stuff, and decide what we look at this time next week here on Chain Wrestling Live. Magsy, shall we scan through the chat quickly before we depart? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the chat did disappear for a, a long while, like, like uh, uh, Sharon and uh, Dan uh, said... Uh, so bad that Dan had to uh, log into his tablet to see if it makes a, gift, a difference. Apologies again. Uh, we mm. uh, it, it seems like that may have been a StreamYard issue. Yeah, it looks um, like it. So uh, Sai's going to chase upon that. But thankfully, uh, the guys came back. Uh, Kingsburg Banner says, we are being observed all the time. Yep, I had this exact conversation with the wife today. Uh, I think we were talking about the the emergency broadcast that the, the government are planning for people's phones uh, as a test. Uh, and then there's been like uh, rumours that uh, they're going to um, disable people's phones until they acknowledge the, 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 the alarm or things like that. Uh, and the wife was going mental because it's a control, the government are controlling us. And I had to point out to her that if you own a smartphone, you can literally be tracked all the time by not only the government but by pretty much every company that you, that you have a, an account with. So, if yeah. the government wanted to track you, the the facilities are there without needing to to give an emergency broadcast. So, King's Pigs Banners is a, is right. We are being observed all the time, and the best proof of that is if you discuss something or if you if you make a comment about uh, a product you will see adverts for that product oh yes and that's even not even speaking about it on a phone call even just in the room if you've got like a, an alexa device or a, a google home device or a um an apple phone they're always listening so you will get adverts for that product it's target targeted advertising it's just the way of the world so yeah you've been watched and observed all of the time don't wait to end the show obviously um but dan says punk and darby allen pay a pain tribute to this was brilliant yeah that was uh mm. that was uh quite recent as well i remember i remember uh th- that was in the the wrestling bios video they said that uh how much um uh cm punk and darby uh, really kind of paid homage to it so yeah i might have to go back and watch that match as well um Cam Griffin said, going to watch this uh, this this evening whilst working. <laughs> um, Dan Griffin said, it should be mandatory to watch Dante's wrestling during work hours. Absolutely. And don't forget, yeah. next weekend, it's the granddaddy of them all. It's the showcase of the immortals. Starcade? Get to fuck Starcade. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wannabe Survivor Series. Shut up, you knob. Um, uh, Cam says exactly Dan screw signing off fire alarm systems I'm jumping into some wrestling perfect way perfect way X-Pac v Gilbert yeah absolutely that that could be a thing if you vote for mine Uh, Cam says Mags don't you tempt me I promise you 
Oh if you God. vote for me, this is my Donald Trump mandate. <laughs> vote for me, and we will, in two weeks, be watching Gilbert. It may have to be multiple Gilbert matches because the guy, I think his longest match is about 95 seconds, but we we will promote the the laugh and times of Bill Gilly Gilbert. <laughs> okay, okay. Vote for Mags. Nope. If it's a 50 50, I will not link to Gilbert. If I win outright, then I will I will pick a Gilbert match. Size fuming. <laughs> These are disgusting tactics. <laughs> as long as we get Gilbert, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> KPB going after wrestler follows. <laughs> King's Pig's <laughs> Blood. <laughs> Oh, funnily enough, we we've heard King's Pins Bladder's voice as well this week, and we have what a what a sexy voice that man has got. Velvet tones, my friend. Velvet, Velvet tones, tones, yes. So listen out to the Morning Fitch podcast tomorrow to hear that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, thank you again to everybody in the chat on Twitter, all our social medias, the whole CWF um, for getting involved in our non-wrestling topic, voting in the poll, retweeting all the great stuff. I mean, uh, being involved in the chat this evening, it's awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. We cannot thank you enough. Uh, I know we say it every week, but that's because we mean it. You yeah, are bloody mean. fantastic. Yeah, you are. Thank you so much again to Sharon for being our quiz master again for Mags v. Soy. Um, yeah, Magsy, I suppose, where can people be ignored by you online? Whoa, I have actually <laughs> liked and retweeted a couple of things today. Uh, I think Dan Griffin got at least three likes on posts of his that, that showed up on my feed from maybe months ago. I don't know. Um, so yeah, if you like random likes and retweets, then there, this is the, <laughs> this is the account for you at Podfather Mags, or you could check me out on TikTok and watch videos that I made maybe a year ago. Um, cause I could do with some likes on there as well. So that's at Mags All Pods. Excellent stuff. Um, you can follow anything I'm involved in or find anything I'm involved in anyway by following the network that carries this show. That's at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, make sure you're giving us a like, a subscribe, hit that notification bell, all that good stuff on all your podcast players, platforms, and providers for the SJP World Media feeds. And most importantly, you can follow this show on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling on all of those. Oh, I've had a blast again, Maxi. It's been fun, my friend. It's been amazing. Again, yeah, you awesome. guys have knocked out the part for us. We massively appreciate you. I'm off now to desperately try and find a link from Scott Hall to Gilberg. Just <laughs> Maxi, I'll see you next week, my friend. Oh, Max for Gilberg. And there he is! Ha, ha, ha.